Correspondent Nancy Cordes is on Capitol Hill. Democrats will argue that Judge Barrett is being rushed onto the court in time to help strike down Obamacare with a crucial case coming next month. In 2017, Barrett published a journal article criticizing the rulings that upheld the Affordable Care Act. President Trump leaves the White House today for his first campaign stop since he was diagnosed with the coronavirus. The good news is uh, I'm ready to go. I'm, I feel so good. I feel so incredible. I can't say I would have said that to you five days ago. The president says he feels like he's immune now. CBS News medical contributor Dr. David Agus. The antibody tests that we have now look for the presence of antibodies. They don't look for neutralizing antibodies that actually give you immunity. So there is no antibody test for immunity at the present time. And the T cell test is very difficult to do and there's no uh, talk that the president actually had that done. Joe Biden campaigns in Cincinnati and Toledo today. President Trump is scheduled to travel to Ohio this week as well. WKRC-TV's Brad Underwood. You hear every presidential election. As Ohio goes, goes the nation. It's been that way since 1964. With roughly three weeks to go until election day, Ohio is in play. The latest polls from nearly every major polling outlet shows a near deadlock. Minnesota's deadline for counting absentee ballots stands. A federal judge in Minneapolis has upheld a state court agreement extending the date by seven days over concerns about voter safety during the pandemic. Protesters in Oregon have knocked over likenesses of two presidents ahead of Columbus and Indigenous Peoples Day. Coin TV's Jennifer Dowling from Portland. The Lincoln statue here in the Park Blocks area has been toppled. We believe there is a use of a series of chains and pulleys in order to bring the statue down. Just a block away, the Teddy Roosevelt statue was also brought down in a similar fashion. The Dallas Cowboys' Dak Prescott underwent surgery last night after a gruesome ankle injury. It does not look good, Jim. One of those you don't want to see twice. Call on CBS after the quarterback's right foot looked like it snapped inward. Prescott dislocated his right ankle and had to be dragged off the field by giant safety Logan Ryan midway through the third quarter. S&P futures are up 24, Dow ahead 61. This is CBS News. Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. That's healthy news for everyone. Only Eggland's Best. I'm Dr. Stork. Today, stronger immunity and better nutrition are more important than ever. That's why Eggland's Best gives you and your family more. Compared to ordinary eggs, Eggland's Best provides six times more vitamin D and ten times more vitamin E, all helping you maintain a strong immune system and better overall health. Plus, you get all that farm-fresh, delicious taste. These are no ordinary times, so why choose an ordinary egg? Only Eggland's Best. Better taste, better nutrition, better eggs. At Boot Barn, we believe that the cowboy boot is an American icon. Today's boots are not only rooted in history, but are enhanced with modern technology features for the working cowboy. Area boots are built with advanced technology that provides the comfort and support of a high-performance athletic shoe, yet still has the functionality and durability of the iconic cowboy boot. And at Boot Barn, we carry over a quarter of a million pairs of Area boots nationwide. Area at Boot Barn. A black man in Texas has filed a lawsuit for emotional distress. The video showing Donald nearly being led on a rope by white mounted police officers went viral. Now he's suing the city of Galveston and the police department for $1 million. Neely says he suffers from mental illness and was homeless at the time when he was arrested for trespassing back in 2019. Police say it happened because a transport unit wasn't immediately available. The lawsuit claims Neely felt like he was put on display as slaves once were. Lisa Mateo, CBS News. She was the 24-carat lady. Margaret Nolan, best known for her role in the 1964 James Bond movie, has died. Her body was painted entirely gold in the film, and she wore a gold bikini. Nolan also made a splash in the Beatles classic Hard Day's Night. Director Edgar Wright says she was the epitome of everything cool in the 60s. Margaret Nolan, 76 years old. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world, one life at a time. I'm Dr. Paul Gooch. I'm
whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code FRUITS. cell phone. If you've got a question or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. Looking for some good news these days? Not the every 10th burrito is free kind of news. I mean the kind of news that could really change your life for the better. Well, here it is. Ohio University Credit Union is now open to everyone who lives, works, worships, or attends schools in Athens, Fairfield, Hawking, Meigs, Morgan, Perry, Vinton, and Washington counties. If that's you, then OUCU can change the way you buy a car or a home, how you fund your new business idea, or just help you keep your finances together with easy digital banking tools and financial wellness solutions. At Ohio University Credit Union, we offer low loan rates for every need you may have, free checking accounts, business banking, and many other benefits you just don't get at banks. So, spread the good news. Everyone in Athens and the surrounding counties can now join OUCU. Visit OUCU.org slash community and become a member today. OUCU, serving you today, building your tomorrow. Federally insured by NCUA. When there's something strange working under your bed, who are you going to call? Dustbusters! Athens Dustbusters are a licensed, bonded, husband and wife team that offer up top-of-the-line janitorial services at great prices, and they serve commercial and residences across Southeast Ohio. As the seasons change, don't worry about the cleanup. Call Athens Dustbusters at 740-541-7113 for a free quote. But don't just take our word about the Athens Dustbusters. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm John. And we're Athens Dustbusters, and we will bust your dust. <laughs> beautiful times of the year. So make certain you have a dependable vehicle to enjoy all those fall colors. Lace up those boots and visit Ride Now Auto Group in New Lexington. Our sales team will do a fabulous job of finding the best car for your needs. We have Buku vehicles in our inventory. At Ride Now Auto Group, you'll find new vehicles from Ford, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, and a great selection of used vehicles. We can match anyone's price on new vehicles, experience a hassle-free environment while working with our friendly staff. Our sales team will work to find the vehicle you want, and our finance department will work to get you a great deal. Call for your VIP appointment today. Visit us this weekend in New Lex, or see all the cars at RideNowAuto.com. This is Bruce Ridenauer with Ridenauer Auto Group. We want you to ride in our cars. Stay on top of the news every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM, WATH. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM,
disorganized this morning, but what's new, right? Wrong. It's the party line on a free-for-all edition today. I haven't looked ahead, but uh, Scott, do we have, um, I think we got the mayor on Thursday. Do we have anybody tomorrow? I don't think so. Okay. I know there was something in the works, so maybe maybe it'll come about later as the day progresses. Good morning. What do, I'm hearing some feedback. Very high-pitched feedback. You got one? It's on uh, the headsets, I think. Okay. I got to turn them down. There you go. Well, today is 12th of October, the 12th of October. <laughs> it's National Kick Butt Day. <laughs> I like that. Um, I rarely do it, though. Um, well, I do personally, but I mean, I rarely kick someone else's. Uh, well, you get it. Anyway, National Farmers Day. You Native- do it on your yard. What? You do it on your yard. You kick butt on your yard. My yard's pretty good. Yeah. It's not as perfect as last year. But uh, my neighbor and I are jointly working on that project. Um, (laughs) Anyway, um, it's Native American Day. It's Columbus Day. Yes, it is. And uh, cities like Columbus, Ohio, and so on that celebrate that uh, for obvious reasons. Yeah. having to curtail some of their plans from previous years, right? Mm-hmm. Or do them differently. Yeah. National Savings Day, National Free Thought Day, National Gumbo Day, National Online Bank Day, and finally National Vermont Day. Did you say it was also National Farmers Day? I did. Good. Okay. Second item on the list. Yep. I think we were, I was still expanding on kick butt day <laughs> when you said that. Yeah, but well. There, there's someone, a, 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 a occupation that kicks butt. They're farmers, you yeah, have to. Yeah. Well, let's see here. Um, let's talk about Vermont, though. Have you had any experiences in Vermont? I have not. Man... It is so cool. Actually, um, of course, I'm adopted, so this isn't necessarily true of me, but my family, their roots were Vermont. And I'm talking about my mother's side, the painter family, um, all that sort of thing. he must have his door open over yeah, there. Yeah, yes. Okay. But um, I have spent a good bit of time in Vermont, and I th- thoroughly like it. And um, so if you've ever thought of an interesting vacation that you haven't yet tried, if Vermont is one of them, I highly recommend it. Um, I, I guess, you know, as I think about it while you're talking there, the experience I have had with Vermont is some delicious Vermont maple syrup. Well, of course. Yes, it's... It, a, it is dandy. A well-known product there. Yes. Pure Vermont maple syrup. My, um... Uh, let's see here. My oh, how can I get this all found up? So my sister's daughter would be my cousin. Your sister's daughter would be your niece. Niece, thank you. Yes, I knew there. I wasn't right. <coughs> Just um, okay. Uh, my niece um, had a lot of time in Vermont. Still does. What am I saying? Um, Even built their own island, but it was connected to the mainland out in Lake Champlain, right? Um, If you Google it on the maps, it's remarkable. But anyway, um, yeah, Vermont's cool. We'll just leave it at that. 
Uh, let's see, gumbo. Are you a fan of gumbo? Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty tasty as long as it's not too spicy. It's it can be. It though. can be. Yes. You gotta sort of ask some questions when you're. Yes. Cleaning. Yeah, I like mine a little bland. National three free thought day. What do you think that free thought? Well, just about what it says. Free thinkers, you know, through uh, I guess science, logic, reasoning, things like that, facts, and then you know. Put a free thought to it. I got a fax yesterday. Did you? <laughs> the only one you got yesterday? <laughs> I facsimile. So yes, I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, it was a joke. I it, know. It just didn't work for you. Well, I was, good. I was trying to say you only got one fact uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, a lot, of good, needed. a lot of good days there. <laughs> Today in the history, let's see what else do we have. Um, let's see, on this date, but the year 2002 bombs blamed on the al-qaeda linked militants destroyed a nightclub on the indonesian island of bali killing 202 people including 88 australians and seven americans um let's see in 1492 on this date according to the old style calendar Christopher Columbus' expedition arrived in what today is the present-day Bahamas. Hence, Columbus Day. Duh. Yeah. No, it's true. Okay. Not a duh. It's true. Why is it not a duh? Because it's true. Well, that's what duh means to me. It does? Well, duh. I mean... Well, okay... <laughs> Let's see, what else? What other notable things here? Oh, in 1870, General Robert E. Lee died in Lexington, Virginia, his age 63. We can go on and on here. 1973, President Richard Nixon nominated House Minority Leader Gerald R. Ford of Michigan to succeed Spiro, Spiro T. Spiral. Spiro T. Agnew as vice president. I have um, a couple of pictures of me standing next to Gerald Ford. I may have mentioned this before. You know, he was a football player, right? Yep. At the University of Michigan. Yep. He was a center. Well, he was a big guy. And, you know, I'm not. So... Every picture I have of me with him, it's me looking up in the air like, you know, like I was looking at the Washington Monument or something. One of those neck breaker poses. Yeah. And uh, there's one in particular where we both have cocktails in our hands. Uh-oh. And I'm looking up at him as he's talking. <laughs> it's <laughs> Did you tip over it, when you looked up? It really made me look small. <laughs> I'm not particularly tall. All right. Well, let's see here. What else can we can do? We can do some birthdays, couldn't we? We could. Let's see here. <clears throat> Remember Sam and Dave? Well, singer Sam Moore of Sam and Dave, 85 today. Chris Wallace is six, 73. Susan Anton is 70. She's an actor and singer. Uh, bum, 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 bum. Carlos Bernard, 58, an actor. Uh, Chris Bodie, who's a, um, a jazz musician, right? 58. Um, <laughs> actor Hugh Jackman, 52. Actor Adam, Adam Rich, 52 as well. Um, actor Kirk Cameron, 50. Bodie Miller, the Olympic gold medal skier, 43 today. I don't have too many left here. Let's see if any pop out at me. Actor Tyler Blackburn, 34. Marcus T. Polk, another actor, 34 as well. 
Youngest person listed today, an actor, Josh Hutcherson. Not Hutchinson, but Hutcherson, who's 28. All right. Let's set these aside. COVID. Time for our daily report. And the figures are a bit disturbing, right? Yep. Probably locally, too, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. I'm particularly talking about local. Mm -hmm. As of um, yesterday at 2 o'clock, we crossed the 1,000 case mark. We have now 1,014 cases in Athens County. 171 of them were new yesterday. Now, in terms of active cases, um, the records are showing 237, 31 of which are in the hospital. So, you know, it, this is a little weird, but I, I want to say that it sounds to me like our, the cases in Athens County seem to be a little milder and not last as long. It's just my gut observation. But less far of those 1,014 cases, 775 are now considered recovered. And let me repeat, 237 are active. 31 are hospitalized. So uh, the numbers have grown, for sure. Yes. Particularly over the last uh, four or five days. Yes. But I, I don't know if you have this in your stories there, but uh, particularly at o Ohio University, Boyd Hall has been evacuated. I did I did read the story okay. where they have... Um, They've moved everyone out of Boyd Hall into an, another hall. Yeah, to a quarantine dormitory. Okay. Apparently 19 cases were discovered in Boyd Hall. Well, that's the proper action, to be sure. Mm -hmm. Well, what about the state of Ohio? Okay, so um, we have now, in the state of Ohio... 168,749 cases that have uh, come about since this whole thing began. Um, in terms of... Um, um, okay, so if we subtract... Rather, let's go a different direction. Recovered. So we had 168,749 Recovered is 143,123. So what is that? About 25,000, 24,000 are active. Now, in the ICU, there are 3,428. In non-ICU, but in the hospital, 12,971. We are one death shy of 5,000 for the state of Ohio, so it's 4,999. We have 4,228 recovering at home. And, um, see, I already mentioned the death rate, so we're just one shy of hitting the 5,000 mark. United States. Again, this is as, two, as of 2 o'clock yesterday. Uh, cases, we now have 7,792,420 cases. Deaths, um, 214,604.
the world. 37,544,120. The death rate worldwide, 1,077,082. So... That's what I've got for you. Uh, there's a couple little uh, calculations that I've made uh, daily that I did not get to do this weekend. I was extremely busy. Um, but I'll try to bring them in um, for our next session. Whether it's tomorrow or if we have a guest, then um, on Wednesday. Once again, I'm pretty sure we have um, the mayor of the city. Um, on Thursday, Steve Patterson. Okay, where should I go next? Let's go... Did I print? Oh, here we go. Um, so, what about historical stuff? So on this date, why did I pick this one when I can't pronounce half the names? Uh, in 1279, the year 1279, but on this date, Nichiren, a Japanese Buddhist monk, founder of the Nichiren Buddhism, inscribes the Dai Gohanzen. That's my best effort, folks. We already mentioned Christopher Columbus uh, getting in uh, the Bahamas on this date, hence Columbus Day. In 1915, the Ford Motor Company, of course under the direction of Henry Ford, manufactures its one millionth automobile that at the River Rouge plant in Detroit. In 1999, the day of the six billion. What are we talking about? In 1999, on this date, the world proclaimed the sixth billionth living human being in the world is born. Now let's talk about that for a minute. How many people do we have today? 7.8 billion. But um, you see, this is 2020. So 21 years ago, we hit the 6 billion mark. Today, we stand at 7.8 billion. So almost. Two billion in twenty years. Yeah. So it would see. Um, let's see here. Hugh Jackman, the actor, celebrating his fifty-second birthday today. Marion Jones. She's an athlete, right? Uh, I think so. Yes celebrating her 45th birthday. Just do a quick Google. I don't want to misrepresent her. Yeah, likewise. Um, and, and what sport like? Uh, track and field. There you go. Marion Jones. Brazilian. Belizean, not Brazilian. Belizean American. Pavarotti. Luciano. Pavarotti. Were he alive, this would have been um, his birthday. He was born in 1935, died in 2007. I did attend one of his concerts, and it was as remarkable as everybody has said. You know what I mean? Yes. It was, it was really a standout thing. Okay, here's another one. Ramsey McDonald. 
born in 1866. I'll need your help on this one. Died in 1937. Ramsey MacDonald, the former British politician uh. who was the first Labour Party member to become Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Oh. Famous deaths. We have Robert E. Lee, who uh, was born in 1807, died in 1870 on this date. And Will Chamberlain, born in 1936, but died on this date in 1999. Wilt the Stilt was his nickname. Uh, with that, we're, we've sort of broken the topic of uh, sports. Let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, the game we watched yesterday at uh, oh boy. 1 o'clock, one thirty, whatever it was. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, what's that mean? That was ugly. Uh, U-G-L-Y. Okay. Uh, I didn't have that strong a reaction, but... I bet Joe's got a be even stronger reaction to it than that. Well, talk to me. You know far more about sports than I. Well, he, he was sacked again over and over. Um, the offensive line failed to pick up blitzes. Uh, he threw, I think, two interceptions. I think he may have fumbled twice, lost one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it, it was difficult to watch. So, um, you know, the Baltimore Ravens are a good team. I mean, yes, I, indeed. I knew that going in um, to the game. And I'm sure I'm, I'm quite certain the Bengals knew that for a fact that oh, yeah. you know they were going to throw some different defenses at Joey, being a young quarterback and a very suspect offensive line. So Joey was frequently running for his life, as they say. He got hit a few times, but you know, as the announcer said, the kid bounced right back up and got right back after it. So. Um, he did not have a 300-yard passing game like he's had the past three games. But, uh, you know, it was also raining, too, uh, there. The field was slippery a bit. And for me, I just thought his – now, I'm not a, an expert on foot movement, but I've watched enough and heard enough and been around coaches enough. It just looked like his, his footwork was a little bit slower than what it usually is. But again, that can be attributed to, you know, the slippery surface there, the the rain that was going through from uh, the remnants of Hurricane Delta. And I'm sure Joe would tell you he made some throws that he shouldn't have made. Um, one, he overthrew a receiver. And I, you know, quite frankly, after the game, you know, Joe has a lot of pressure on him, and it sure would help him if some of these other guys would step up and take a little bit of that pressure off of him. Um, I saw receivers during replays running down the field, not turning around looking for the ball or not not making cuts to get open. I mean, Joe's an accurate passer. If you get open, he's going to hit you. But I just think that he needs help on the offensive line. Uh, he The defense needs to step up a little bit more each game. And, uh, again, the receivers, you know, they got to do their part too now. One guy, one receiver had a pretty good game, T. Higgins, who they they play, Joe and T. played against each other in in uh, college. T. Higgins from Clemson, Joe at, at LSU. But you know, it wasn't you know it, it exposed the Bengals as basically showing that you know Joe is a rookie. He's a very seasoned rookie. I will say that. But okay, now we, we've heard this expression several times over the first <clears throat> game. He's the real thing. Yep, he is. Is he still? Yes, he is. If okay. you put him on a good team like the Steelers, New England Patriots, Kansas City Chiefs, you put him on one of those good teams, their number, his numbers would skyrocket. They'd be much better than what they are from yesterday. Now, his numbers were pretty good already The first through the first, what, four games? Mm -hmm. But, you know, they, they played a good team yesterday. Um, and that's all there is to it. I mean, Jackson, or excuse me, Jacksonville wasn't, I would say, a top tier team, but Baltimore is. And so that's why they finish toward the top of the division every year. Okay, so uh, I, I don't know much about this professional trading and 
um, picking of players and stuff like that. I don't really know much about it or understand it. Uh, but he was the Heisman Trophy winner. Yep. Uh, he went first in the in the picks, right? Yes. And the Browns, I'm sorry, the Bengals, um, I assume because they had the last record last, the worst record last year. That's correct. Had the option to pick the best player. Yes. Is that right? That's correct. Okay, now, so they did. But that still means that the rest of the team uh, could be subpar, I guess. Uh, yeah. Now. Um, how do you fix that? Well, do, they, will they get the chance next season to improve it? Well, it depends on where they they finish in the league standings again. Well, what's to prevent year? Joe from going to another team? Well, he's under contract right now. They, For they, how many years? I think five. Okay. I want to say so he can't just jump. Correct. Okay. Or good. you know they would have to trade him too, and he would have to agree to it. Uh, well, not yet because he doesn't have enough years of service in the NFL. So if the Bengals, you know, find a, a deal that they cannot pass up, you know, they they could possibly trade Joe. I've already heard mention of that from a few NFL teams that are interested in trading for him, uh, Philadelphia being one of them. So, well, you know. Uh, he has got potential. My reasoning is kind of thin, but I'd like him to stay. Yes, likewise. For an Ohio team. Yes, and because I've got my Bengals jersey that says Burrow on the back. (laughs) (laughs) Which would be obsolete eventually. (laughs) Maybe. Okay, (laughs) let's hope not. Um, Let's hope not, yes. So um, if we could add a couple more really remarkable players, and you have to think that the owners have every desire to try to work that out, right? Well, yeah, every owner wants to, you know, build the best team possible. But, you know, they've got a budget. Uh, you know, a small market like Cincinnati, they're not able to complete to compete just like baseball markets, you know, with the small market teams. Uh, thus, you know, the, the spreading of the wealth, so to speak, uh, that inst- instituted in baseball with the luxury tax, what they call it. Um, you know, it's hard to do in a small market like Cincinnati. But, you know, they need to make some trades. They need to get guys in Cincinnati. Uh, One other thing I just thought of, too, A.J. Green, probably the Bengals' best receiver, went out with an injury yesterday. Um, You know, I I think Joe's tried to look for him on passes, and he's he's either getting double coverage or just not able to get open. But A.J. Green needs to realize that he is a great decoy for that to take coverage away. So that opens up other receivers. Do we know the extent of his injury? He's got a hamstring injury. So that's something that could be fixed quickly. It could be, yeah, within a week or two. I would, I would hope anyway. But you know, he's he's had kind of a sour attitude the last couple years that he's not getting enough passes thrown to him. So, but you got a new dude now. Oh yeah, I mean, he should be happy. Joe's proved that in high school at an LSU. Uh, he spreads the ball around to all different receivers. All right. Well, that's our sports thing today. Well, we've got high school, too. High school um, football. You want to do that real quick? Okay. All right. Uh, the Bulldogs were defeated uh, Friday night at Western Brown, 42-12. to Is that the end of their year? Uh, yes. And let, Now, teams are able to play games after they're out of the uh, playoffs. So I don't know if they're going to be scheduling any more games or not at Athens. Some teams have. Federal Hawking, for instance, they're they're still playing regular season now. I think they've opted out of the playoffs, but they still have some regular season games coming up um, this week on. Power- why, why, why would they do that? Well, they, I, I'm that just, just guessing their their players and the families. I, I'm guessing that you know the players may have taken a vote to say you know we'd rather just keep playing regular season games. Maybe the coaches don't feel like that their teams are prepared enough to go go on the road and get beat up okay. you know 82 to one, three or something like that um so it's you know it could be a variety of things it, it could be to you know they had a team meeting and said you know what do you what do you guys want to do 
or it could be you know they don't want to be traveling and expose kids to possible COVID, mm-hmm. you know, in, in other areas of the state. So I, you know, it could be a, a diff- um, many different things or a variety of things. Um, but coming up this week, uh, the Trimble Tomcats will host Monroe Central at uh, Gloucester Stadium on Friday night. And we'll have that game for you here on Power 105, well, on our, on our sister station, Power 105. Pre-game at 6.50, kickoff at 7. And then Saturday night, Nelsonville, York got a home game in the first round. They will host Sims Valley on Saturday night, pre-game at 6.50, kickoff at 7. Both of them on Power 105. Fair enough. Well, um, let's see, some other items that are going on. Uh, more of national interest, if you will. Amy Coney um, Barrett. Um, if you recall, the administration has named her to be the next um, Supreme Court Justice, taking that of Ruth Ginsburg, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's position. Yes. Um. And it looks like that the proceedings will be held quickly and she will be confirmed according to what we're hearing from senators in the uh, Republican-controlled Senate. There are some people who think, well, with the potential change in the administration, they should wait till after. Yep. Uh, I don't know the pros and cons of that, but I, from what I can see of the person they selected, uh, she appears to me to be a good choice. She does. She has a lot of good credentials. Um, Sweden is in the news. Um... The, how do I want to put it? They, they've had a problem with the coronavirus over there. Um, 200 people attended a celebration in the nominee's behalf, Barrett's behalf. This was in Sweden. In Sweden, the current rules prohibit any gathering of more than 50 people. Consequently, anyone who organizes a larger gathering is subject to a fine or up to six months in prison. If you've been following this virus situation over um, out of Sweden, Uh, This fact may surprise you. Sweden has become notorious for its laziness in dealing with coronavirus. What's that expression pronounced? Laissez-faire? Oh, yeah. Laissez-faire? Something like that. Yep. Uh, Swedish leaders refused to impose a lockdown in the spring, insisting that doing so was akin to using a hammer to kill a fly. They also actively discouraged mask wearing. Ever since, people in other countries who favor a more lax approach have held up Sweden as a model. Recently, as new cases have surged in other European countries, some of Sweden's defenders have claimed vindication. Well, how are you supposed to make sense of all of this? Uh, That question's been asked a lot, and the answers point to some lessons for fighting the virus. Um, And there may be three key ones from Sweden. Number one, it is not a success story. Overall, Sweden's decision to let many activities continue unabated and its hope that growing immunity to the virus would protect people does not look good. 
the country has suffered more than five times as many deaths per capita as its neighbor, Denmark, and about ten times as many as Finland or Norway, which are also in that same vicinity. So... Um, how about this? Let's talk about deaths per 100,000. I'm sorry, deaths per million residents. This is a comparison of countries. Okay, presently, who has the most? You got a guess? Um, the U.S.? No, Spain. It currently is showing 699 deaths per million. But you're not too far off. U.S. comes in second with 653 per million. Third, the United Kingdom, 640 deaths per million. Italy, fourth. 599 per million and coming in fifth is Sweden with 573 per million now Europe as a whole 345 per million Canada 257 per million Germany 116 Denmark 115, Finland 63, Norway 51, Australia 35 per million. Pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um, here, here they go a little bit more, this time a little more in defense of Sweden. But Sweden did more than some people realize. For example, it closed schools for students aged 16 and older. It encouraged residents to keep their distance from one another. And it imposed the ban on big gatherings, which looks especially smart now. Compared to, compared to other viruses, this one seems especially likely to spread in clusters. Okay, well, enough on Sweden, I guess. Let's just talk about the virus in general. The number of confirmed new coronavirus cases around the world has accelerated in the past week. We mentioned this earlier today. And is consistently exceeding 300,000 per day for the first time. Anthony Fauci, the doctor, right? Yes. The, the U.S. government's a top infectious disease expert, took issue with the president's campaign, which he said featured him in an advertisement without his consent and misrepresented his comments. Uh, memory loss, confusion, grasping for everyday words. Some virus survivors are coping with troubling cognitive long-term symptoms that have impaired their ability to work and function normally. I've talked to uh, some local people who have had it and recovered, and they're still having problems with their smell and taste. We have one member of our staff who has had it. Uh, it uh, ceased to be active weeks ago. Uh, I have not noticed any difference in his cognitive stuff. Um, it, it just, everybody's different, you know? Yep. And that's true of most medical stuff. All right. By the way, that, that particular employee of ours, um, did all the right stuff. He, as soon as he had any suspicion at all, he withdrew himself 
from our organization, sought treatment, went through the period afterwards, kept in touch only by um, text message or email, that sort of thing. And is uh, then once, once um, what do you call it, uh, cured or no longer active, whatever it is, um, has now returned to work. And it seems just perfectly normal to me. I'm sure every case is a bit different. We do have a caller we're trying to reach in. Let's uh, see what's on their minds. Good morning. Good morning to both of you. Um, I wanted to mention um, both of you are aware of the polio uh, situation in the, what was it, 50s? Yes. Yes. Um, and in the 80s, there was something called, uh, I think it was PPS, which is post-polio syndrome. Mm-hmm. And they suspect we might see a lot of that as well with the COVID-19. And so... I watched uh, 60 Minutes last night, mm-hmm. and uh, they actually had two sessions because of, I don't know, ball games running late and stuff like that, so they did a double, two hours worth of 60 Minutes. But, of course, three of those sections were on the virus, and it was, uh, they agree with some of the stuff you're just pointing out. I, I did not see that, but uh, it, it seems likely that... Uh, even though you may appear to be, and, and it's not just, it, it's, it's many of your organs, it's your heart, your, yep. your, your lungs, your, all of those things, and who knows, maybe even the brain, but, uh, you know, there's a disservice being done to the country by uh, the current president because he keeps saying he's cured. There's no assurance, no test to see if you're, quote, cured. You just got past this time, and that's it, uh, from what they're saying. And it is disturbing that... Uh, that the president would would have the gall to um, misquote the, uh, the Dr. Fauci. One of the minutes, or one of the segments last night on that same show, I was talking about sixty minutes on CBS, um, dealt with the two um, medications he received, and um, very specifically in in the good and the bad of each. And um, anyway, it, you know, if it worked experimental, for Those were experimental, and I think we need yeah. to underline that because there is no cure for it, but he thinks he's cured. There's no assurance, especially with his pre-existing conditions. Mm. And I have to also point out that, um, like uh, many things, we all have probably, or many of us in America and probably everywhere in the world, have pre-existing conditions. It's just a, is another one of those. And if we do away with the insurance coverage that people are um, appreciating having now, which may happen with the current person who's going to be on the court, uh, and, and we know that because he um, signed documents and letters and other things, the same thing with uh, the right for a woman to choose, you know, to direct her reproductive rights. Um, I'm in favor if you don't want an abortion, you don't like an abortion, don't have an abortion. Well, why take it away the right from another person? And there are reasons sometimes to have an abortion. Of course. People would, would, would allow a baby to come to terms if they knew the brain was on the outside of the skull. And um, it was just a disturbing thing for, for, for many people that, you know, um, this is a possibility that they may not have uh, health insurance, at least what they can afford. I got and, you. And without that, you yourself would not be able to exist. So um, I, I think you need uh, insurance coverage. Thanks so much. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Whoops. Uh, bye-bye. 970 WATH. Um, you know, we've had six phone calls here saying, where is the Coach Art Turf show? And I, I, I'm sorry. I, you know, it's... I meant to. I-N-E-P-G-E-N-F-T-E-C-H-T-E-C-H-T-E-C-H-T-E-C-H-T-E-C-H-T-E-C-H-T-E-C-H-T-E-C-H-T-E-C-H-T-E-C-H-T-E-
Coach Turf, your NF Tech football team in action this past weekend again against Double Dakota Tech. That's right, DDT and boys, Coach Robinson still working the bugs out of that program. Well, I was wondering what kind of game was it? Well, it was a fine ball game. You know, we played a fine ball game, and the boys went out and played a real fine game on offense and real fine game on defense, and especially the special teams played a real fine ball game. Of course, DDT, even though they're still working the bugs out of their program, they give us a fine ball game, Coach Robinson and his boys. So what? All the fans who came out to see the game scene where everything was all over, said and done with, was a fine ball game. It was a conference ball game, and I know you were looking to pick up your first conference win of the season. That's right. This is the start of our conference race, the stretch run, and uh, we are optimistic about winning and being in the struggle for the conference title this year. Were you able to even up your conference record with a win on the ball game Saturday night? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, we, we come out of it, uh, we now 0-6 and six and 0-2 uh, and two in the conference because uh, uh, we come up on the short end of a 39-4 and four score, but the score is not indicative of the way that we played. We played a whole lot better than what the score would indicate. And we'll be back to find out more about this ball game with Coach Turf. Right now, let's pause for this message. And the message is Court Street Coffee. How about that? Uh, fun place. Coach Turf, your team dropped a 39-4 decision to double Dakota Tech on Saturday night, but on the bright side, you did score as many points in that game as you had in the previous five games. Right, right. You know, we always looking for bright spots in the ball game. We did get ourselves four points. In fact, we even had the lead in that ball game. Uh, you know, we uh, were thinking back to the game the week before to, when we went to play Seashore State at their place, and they had that tremendous home field advantage. And I was thinking, well, boy, how did it be real nice if we had us a home field advantage like they did? So we put our thinking caps on, our coaching staffs, and us, we took it upon ourselves to find a way to give us an advantage. And we come up with one. We decided what we was going to do, seeing as how ABDT was trying to work the bugs out of our program. We, we decided we was going to coat the football with a special treatment that was going to help us out. So we sprayed the football before the ball game started, and then we kicked off, and they received the football and had the ball for the first play. They went to uh, hike the ball to their quarterback, Spider Stevens. He couldn't hold on to the football. He, there was something about that football that we put on it that he couldn't hang on to, and he was bombing around back in their end zone, and they fell on it. But boy, how did we hide ourselves a safety? And you led two to nothing at that point. And not only that, we got the lead. That's the first time we've been ahead all year, and, and, and we, we kept it going because next time they had the football, same thing. They didn't get used to it, and, and, and we had ourselves another safety. It was four and zip, and I looked up on the scoreboard. It was four and zip, and we wasn't the zip. We was the four. Well, Coach, what would you say was the turning point in the game? Well, as long as they had the football, we was doing fine. So the uh, turning point of the ball game was when we got the football. Listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of MX Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Okay. Um, Point of the game. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, really. When we got to football, um, folks, we're out of time. <laughs> um, we um, again, we're working to have a special show tomorrow. But if it doesn't work out, we'll have more good material to go over. One of the things I found was a, a, a report in uh, detailing the fastest growing cities in America. This report is thirty-eight pages long. Mercy. Yeah. Uh, our printer got tired. But um, it's a good one, and it's interesting. So we'll see what we do tomorrow. Okay? In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Democrats and Republicans are in place for proceedings that could set the highest court in the land on a new path. The hearing to confirm Judge Amy Barrett to the Supreme Court will now begin. Senate Judiciary Chair Lindsey Graham. I would like the world and the country to know more about Judge Barrett. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of what you've accomplished. I think you're a great choice by the president. For Democrats, ranking member Diane Feinstein. I believe we should not be moving forward on this nomination 
not until the election has ended and the next president has taken office. Barrett's addition would make a 6-3 to three conservative majority on the Supreme Court. President Trump returns to the campaign trail today. He's scheduled to fly to Florida just a week and a half after he tested positive for the coronavirus. Correspondent Ben Tracy from the White House. President Trump made more claims about his health over the weekend, including on a call to supporters Sunday. I've been tested totally negative. I'm going to be out in Florida tomorrow working very hard because this is an election. We have to win. But neither the White House nor the president's doctors have confirmed the president has, in fact, tested negative for COVID. The president is predicting a COVID spike in Europe will run its course. CBS's Elaine Cobb is at the foreign desk. The Czech Republic could be set for a second lockdown following a dramatic rise in coronavirus infections. Britain's prime minister is expected to announce new regional measures in England later today. And France's prime minister warns local lockdowns could be on the way. Joe Biden makes two campaign stops in Ohio today. Cincinnati City Councilman P.G. Sittenfeld. Joe Biden, with just a little over three weeks left in the campaign, would not be coming to Ohio if this were not a neck-and-neck -neck crucial state. President Trump will also travel to Ohio this week. Federal judge in Minnesota says yes, elections officials will get an extra week to count absentee ballots. Minnesota's Secretary of State earlier agreed to extend the ballot deadline. This came after a citizen's rights group cited voter safety concerns because of the coronavirus pandemic. Republicans went to court to block the extension, arguing that it violated federal law 